I'll wait for you. I wouldn't dare start without you. Everybody look to see who's coming in late. <laughs> okay. So what we're going to do tonight, um, tonight we're going to start on Peter. Tonight is going to be, uh, this is going to be probably, the I know it's been taking some time, it's going to take some more time, but this will probably be the slowest portion of the look into the 12 disciples. Tonight won't be as long as the future nights come because we've got to do a lot of little groundwork and a lot of little uh, referencing and stuff like that. So, um, and I don't want to overwhelm you with a lot of flipping and, and everything. So we're going to, but we're going to, we're going to start, we're going to take, um, and, and Peter, probably everyone in here can really relate to Peter, okay? More than likely everybody here can relate to something Peter has done, okay? And you've done it. So as we get started, let's go ahead. Go ahead to the next slide. Uh, so who are the disciples? And, and the only thing we just put up here is Peter, so we can get a good understanding of him. Go ahead and go to the next slide, please. We're going to first spend some time defining Peter, the importance of his name. In a nutshell, Jesus gave Peter this name not because of who he was, but according to who he was to become. That's key. We will now define his name and the uses of his name. So, you know, we spent time on some other names in the past, um, but this one is going to be a, a little bit more detailed, okay? Keep in mind of that statement. That it, he, Jesus gave him a name that he had not earned or he was not even worthy of having, okay, when he changed his name to Peter, okay? Um, Peter uh, had a lot of struggles. Once again, we spent a lot of time picking on Peter, you know, making fun of Peter, you know, even, you know, I've said things about Peter, you know, and not realizing, well, wait a minute, I got those same struggles, I got those same issues, he, he's, this man bled like I did, he breathed like I did, like I do, so let's, let's get, let's, I want us to get a, a sense of, uh, hopefully this section about Peter will help you understand mercy, compassion, grace. Hopefully you can get that from this study of Peter. I hope you can apply those three things. And then after that, learn some more patience, okay, and which is a big struggle for all of us, okay? So this, this portion of the study, it's going to be informational, but it's really, really, really probably going to hit home more than any of the other segments have, okay? And we still have a long ways to go. So next. So defining Peter, let's look at this next statement. In, the three, in three of the gospel and Acts, he is the first listed when the 12 are listed. We're going to go. So go ahead and go to Matthew chapter 10. I'll give you time to find them. Matthew chapter 10. Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3. We're going to find all of these, okay? Brother, chapter 6. Luke. Luke, <laughs> Luke chapter 6. <laughs> okay. I know y'all thought, brother, where's the book of brother at? Luke chapter 6, and then Acts chapter 1. 
Acts chapter 1. Okay, so starting first at Matthew chapter 10. Starting first at Matthew chapter 10. And in verse 2. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. The first, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, and James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. So we see that listing right there, right? Matthew chapter 10, verse 2. Now flip over to Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3. Go to verse 16. And in verse 16 it reads, And he appointed the twelve, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, and James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to them he gave the name Boanerges, I still have trouble with that, which means sons of thunder, and Andrew. Now understand, look at the chain. In Matthew, he said Peter first, and then he tied Andrew with it. Now he says Peter first, and then he ties James and John to them and puts Andrew after them. Okay. Now keep in mind, remember when we started studying James, when, whenever Peter was with Jesus, he had two other people with him. Was it Andrew? No, it was not. It was James and John. So now we have this order, okay? So uh, we have Andrew, and then we have uh, Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus and Simon the Zealot and then Judas Iscariot who betrayed him. Now let's go to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, let's go to verses 14 through 16. Well, actually, you can go to verse 13. And when day came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also named as apostles, Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew, his brother, and James and John and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, who was called the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. Another order changed again. And now let's go to Acts chapter 1. Let's look at verse 13. And you can see the order is different once again. But when they had entered the city, they went up to the upper room, where they were staying, that, that is Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the Zealot and Judas the son of James. Now, stop right there. So, you notice anything about that? First off, look, on all the listings of the names, the order is changed except for Peter. Peter is listed first, okay? Now, let's open up the floor a little bit and find out why is Peter listed first? Why? Come on now, don't be shy. No, he was not the first. 
No, he was not the first. Who was the first? We already learned that. Who was the first one called? Go back. Hmm? Philip. John chapter 1, verse 43. All right? Okay. Philip was the first one called. He was the first one called. Now, keep in mind, not called, not, not, you said found, but called was the, was Philip was the first one. Now, because Peter had actually run into Jesus when John was baptizing. But they didn't follow him at that time. You understand? He wasn't called at that time. But now we have Peter in all in these listings. We have Peter listed first. Why? Why? Anybody want? Huh? Yes. He gives them credit for that. Right. Okay, and y- you, you're doing very well on that, but I want to add something else to that in just a minute, okay? I'm not saying you're wrong. Uh, very good. Okay, now that ties to right what Kent was saying, okay? Jesus gave him credit for some things, okay? He gave him credit for some things, you know, and, and, and there was nobody in the Bible that Jesus, while Jesus walked on this earth, that he corrected more than who? Right. Okay, and there's a reason why. We'll talk further more about that as we go further. Go ahead to the next slide. Let's talk about his name first, and then we're going to get back on this order thing. His names, Simon Barjona, meaning Simon, son of John or Jonah. Okay? Now, Peter, rock. In the Greek, now don't worry about me starting to learn Greek and all that other stuff. I'm just trying to help you out. The Greek name is Petros, piece of a stone. Piece of a stone. Now, I want you to stop right there. When you think of piece of a stone, Jesus was what stone? He was the cornerstone, and he was also the stone of that the rejected. There we go. Okay? Now, Cephas, which is the Aramaic uh, pronunciation, which means a stone. Some versions, some translations will say a rock. Okay? Something like that. Go to John chapter 1, verse 42. Go to John chapter 1, verse 42. <coughs> and in John chapter 1, verse 42, hold on, I was there. No, I'm not now. Is this on Facebook Live? Wow, thank you very much. Merry Christmas to me. Um, Look at verse 42. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. He immediately changed his name. He immediately changed his name from Simon, the son of John, to Peter, which doesn't even recognize, doesn't even recognize his father, Jonah. Okay? Not Jonah, the one that was in the great fish, but Jonah. We're all over the place right now. Okay? So I'm <laughs> just letting you know. Um, but when you look at his name, Peter, when you look at it, it means rock. In the Greek, it's Petros, piece of a stone. Now, which is bigger, the stone or the rock? stone right 
You get rocks from a stone, okay? When you, you know, you think about it, okay? Think about the actual act of stoning someone back in this day. Well, if you hit me with a rock, it's not going to really kill me. But if you stone me, that's different, right? You stone me, it's, gonna, it's, it's different. It's the size and it's bigger, okay? So Peter, now go back a slide, please. And all the listings of the names, look at the bottom. The order has changed except for Peter. Now we go back to the listing of the names. All four different versions we looked at, Peter, was start, Peter started out at every one of them. Now go back forward, go forward one more slide. Look at, what, look at the definition of his name, rock. Go, no, go back, go back, go back. Rock, stone, Cephas, the stone. He immediately changed his name. Why? And then why would he be listed first? What was Peter called? Exactly. There you go. You see, there you go. So if he's the foundation, before you build anything, you have to have what? Exactly. So Peter will always be listed first because Peter was given the distinction as being the foundation. Okay? So understand this. And all the listings, the other guys, it's not that they didn't matter, but none of them would matter if Peter hadn't been there. Okay? You know, now, now he could have easily changed. He could have took John and changed his name to Peter. Could, I mean, changed his name to Peter or Cephas, right? But he chose Simon. Simon, that was his name, son of John. And change to he he immediately look at look at what happened when you change someone's name you're stripping their former identity you're stripping their former identity okay you're taking that and you're saying hey you're no longer this but you are now this okay so and and keep in mind your name identifies you right my name is what David David, David Jones okay. Maggie says it like everybody else says. They can't just say David. They have to say the whole thing, David Jones. <laughs> I don't understand that. I mean, you know, David Jones, you know, am I in trouble? Do I stay in trouble? What happens? Yes, you're right. But that I, when you say David Jones, what picture comes into your mind? Bald, sweating, split, yeah, spitting, black, whatever you want to say. That comes to your mind. You know, I know a guy named David Jones. You look nothing like him, right? That's what you're going to say. If I see Charles Bailey, guess what? That's what I see, Charles Bailey. That's what that, that, that will always be Charles Bailey. I can see it. I can meet another Charles Bailey, and I'll meet immediately his face will come up in my mind. You don't look like Charles, okay? So understand, he's um, immediately changing his name because Jesus is about to do what with these 12 disciples? What is he about to do? He's about to build a foundation. More importantly, he's about to build the church. He's about to build the church. And he can't start until he gets his foundation in place. Who is his foundation? Peter. So that's the one that's got to get beat into shape before anybody else can be straightened out. Peter's got to get beat into shape. He's got, I don't care, you can put all the wood, you can, you can start building your house, you can put all the framing and roofing material and everything out, you can put a refrigerator out there and a dishwasher, but until you start the foundation, you can't put none of it in place, can you? Right, okay, so get that. 
So now, understand this. When he calls him a stone, we've got to understand some translations that say a stone. Well, Jesus is the stone. He's a stone that builders rejected. He's also the cornerstone. Okay? So that means everything that Peter's going to do is going to come from what? From who? Jesus. That's why in this context, Peter, the rock is more applicable than the stone. Okay, because the rock is a piece of the stone. Okay, if you take that, if you take the chisel, I got a rock. I just, I'm hitting this stone, I got a rock. And, and here it is. But it came from this right here. It came from this. That's what everyone need to understand about Peter. He, he's, a, he, he's a direct, and that's what we need to understand about us. We're a direct reflection of the stone. We're, we're direct, we're, we're descended from that. We're, we're connected to it. We're part of it. it it's, we're, we're part of it. You know, I can take that stone that got chiseled off and plug it right back where it was, and it'll, it'll fit. Okay? Are y'all with me? You getting it? Okay. So we're still defining Peter in his name. So let's go to the next slide. The use of his name. The use of his name in Scripture has several purposes. We have to understand the character and the behaviors of the man before we can understand how the Lord uses his name throughout Scripture. Everything is tied up in Peter's name. We, you know, and look, y'all, we're going to spend some time on his name, so might as well get on board right now because we'll be here for a little bit. But get this. We, we're going to have to understand Jesus is calling him something that he, ha- that he isn't. He's calling him something that Jesus is calling Peter. He changes his name before he can even, Peter's weak. He's in the flesh, but Jesus is already calling him a rock. He's already calling him a rock. How many of you, when you had your children, you named them before they were born? Right. Okay. You know, lo and behold, what if the sonogram be wrong? And he's not a boy, he's a girl, so instead of Luke, it's Lukeette, okay? I'm sorry, Luke. Well, it's just like calling us Christians. Yes. Yes, exactly. It, bingo. Beautiful analogy. The moment you get saved, you become Christian, right? But have you achieved everything? Okay? How many of you have been saved 10 years? Right? Raise your hand. You've been saved. And you still find your struggle, right? You know, I found mine. And, 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 and I still continue to work on it, still continue to try to get better at it. But I'm still identified as a Christian, right? So what we have to understand is we're, you're going to see, just like you, you're going to see how far Peter traveled from here to when he wrote First and Second Peter. Okay, and y'all, we're going to see that that transformation because it's a totally different man. It's a totally different man that you read about that you're reading about in John versus that wrote first and second Peter. Okay, totally different, totally different man that from from when he had his confrontation with Paul. Okay, to first and second Peter, but he was a better man than he when he was had his confrontation with Paul than he was when he was with Jesus. You see what I'm saying? All right, so we got, we got to get that. We got to understand that. And we have to understand 
the time that it takes to get to that to that that point. Okay, next, please. So, the first thing we're going to define, and actually, we'll, we'll, we're going to stop right here after we get through these scriptures, but we need to define the use of his name, the use of his name. Simon the secular, okay? The following scriptures uh, reference Simon's possessions or relationships, either business or personal. So, go ahead and find Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. And we'll take them one at a time, okay? So I won't have you find them all right now. Some of you are going to try to find them all right now. I don't recommend you do that. Mark chapter 1 and verse 29. So we're going to use Simon in the secular right now. Secular meaning what? Well, world, but non-religious, non-religious type format. Let's just say it like that, okay? Because it's not necessarily that it's a worldly situation as far as attitude or, or, or faith, it is just uh, a non-religious situation, okay? Verse 29, and they me- immediately they came out of the synagogue. After they came out of the synagogue, they came into the house of Simon and Andrew and James and John. Now Simon, mother, Simon's mother-in-law was lying sick with fever And immediately they spoke to Jesus about her. Now let's stop. Okay? So, look at this again. And immediately after they came out of the synagogue, they came into the house of Simon and Andrew. Who's Simon? Who's Simon? Peter. Okay? But what are they talking about here? He's talking about his house. There's nothing spiritual talking about going on right there. Okay? Understand, he's being used as Simon. Now keep in mind, his name has already been changed to Peter. But the word is referring to a secular situation, and they refer to him in what? A secular situation as Simon, his pre-Jesus moment, okay? And it's talking about just his possessions. Oh, that's Simon's house. That's Simon's house. That's Simon's car. That's Simon's coat. That's Simon's car keys. That's Simon whatever. Nothing nothing needs to be, Peter didn't do anything to be reverted back to Simon, but he was, the word is separating his secular, his secular life and going to separate his spiritual life, okay? So let's look at Luke chapter 4, verse 38. Luke chapter 4, verse 38. Same scripture. I want, you, I want you to see also the consistency of the word. Then he got up and he left the synagogue and entered Simon's home. Now Simon's mother-in-law was, ref- was suffering from a high fever and they asked him to help her. Now, once again, secular. Simon's home, Simon's mother-in-law. All these things that he's typing. You with me so far? Okay. Luke chapter 5 and verse 3. You don't have to go far. Don't turn the page unless you have to. Luke chapter 5 and verse 3. Now, you did a lot of flipping there, Bonnie. How many? Okay, mind my own business. All right, fine. Now, look at this. Chapter 5 and verse 3. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and he put uh, and asked him to put out a little way from the land, and he sat down and began teaching people from the boat. Another secular moment. Simon owned a boat. Okay? 
secular, what belongs in the world, okay? Let's just put it that way. Now let's look at one more scripture, Luke chapter 5, verse 10. Ready? You don't have to turn, shouldn't I turn page? Well, you may have to turn the page. How many of you got to turn the page? You got to turn the page, man. You King James folks, I know it. Anyway, <laughs> Matthew, Luke chapter 5, verse 10. And, and so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with who? Simon. Stop. What is that? Business relationship. Secular. Okay, partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, now, here's where we're going to get a little bit different. Go to the next slide. I think this should be ready. Yeah. The use of his name. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit about. We compared the the secular. Let's talk about Simon the uncertain. When he struggled with faith or willingness. Okay. See now we have Simon. When we're talking about his property, now we're talking about Simon. We're talking about his spirituality. Okay. Let's go here. Luke chapter uh, five, verses four and five. Look at it. You don't shouldn't have to go far. Ken, you have to go back one more page, right? Okay, you did that? Okay, good. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Now look what happens. Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing, but I will do as you say and let down the nets. Now stop right here. Simon, he didn't question Jesus, but he he brought up a statement. Okay, now first off, we have back in chapter 4, Peter's mother-in-law was healed. Simon's mother-in-law was healed by the power of who? Exactly. So then they go and they get on the boat and it's time to go fishing. They've been working hard all night long. Simon is, you know, man, I've been working all day long. I ain't got nothing done. And then Jesus comes up and says, hey, put out your net on this side. Jesus, we've been working all day. Water is the same over here as it is over there. You know, come on, Jesus, what, what different can you do that I hadn't already done? That was the attitude Peter had, Simon the uncertain. Okay? Nevertheless, we'll do it anyway because you said so. And then look what happened. Let's read verse 5 again. Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night. Now look at this. Stop. Look at the scripture. It says, Master, we worked all. Guess what he acknowledged him as? What did he acknowledge him as? His Lord. His, his the one, a master. He acknowledged him as that. And then guess what he said? Master, we've done all this. Now, 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 get this straight. Master and slave. How does that relationship work? Does the slave question the master? Does the sl- yeah, he don't. And I ain't talking about, you know, you know, slavery, uh, United States. I'm just talking about slavery in general, okay? You know, in, in computer terms, a long time ago, I don't know if you're still using it or not, but you used to have a master and you had a slave, right? The master, the slave never, computer never questioned what the master sent to it to do. It just processed it. That's all it did, okay? Same thing. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, well, you're right. He was tired. He'd done it all day. And it's just like work, huh? We've been fishing all night. He was tired, you know, and we've done everything that we can do. 
He didn't do everything that Jesus could do. Big difference. Now, so he's, this is Simon the Uncertain. We talked about Simon the Secular. He had, he had a business. He had a home. He had a mother-in-law. He had a wife. Okay? He had all these things. That's Simon the Secular. Now, Simon struggled with, with faith and willingness. Look at Luke chapter 22. Go to Luke chapter 22. And we're at verse 31. And Jesus says this. He says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail and that when and, and you when excuse me, when once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Look at what happened. Now, this is very unique. I don't know if you've ever broken this scripture down, but he says, Simon, Simon. Satan has requested or he's asked for permission to sift you. as we. What does that mean? Yeah, but but no, but hold on. Look who he told it to. He said it to Simon. He didn't say it to Peter. You see, because Satan is not going to have permission to sift the church. Peter's the rock of the church. He's dealing with the pre-Jesus, unregenerate Simon that he's talking about. You get it? I know you ain't ever looked at it like that before. You see? Huh? He called him by his old name. Because what did Jesus say about the church? The gates of who won't prevail against it? Boom. So he couldn't put Peter's name out there in which he was giving him to go forward in because if he had a, then he would have been saying, Satan has asked, he's, it's the church, and he can't do it. <laughs> yeah, y'all see that? You see that? Ain't that good? What did you say, Kent? That's crazy. Yeah, no, <laughs> well, no, we have it because we read all by it. We read by it. But he says, Simon, Simon. He didn't say Peter, Peter. He says, Simon, Simon, son of Barjona, the man in this world, the man that has the businesses, the man that wavers in his faith. Because look what he tells him in verse 32. I have prayed, what? For you. Wow, Jesus says, I prayed for you. So uh, any doubt whether Jesus is going to answer his own prayer? <laughs> okay, anybody got a question about whether or not Jesus is going to answer his own prayer? Raise his hand. Okay. I've prayed for you that what? But what did he pray for? That you fail not. But also when he, he said, when you turn. When, so in other words, here it is, Simon. And your transformation from Simon to Peter, you don't fail. That your faith stick. Okay? That's what's going to have to happen. You see, and this is where, see, he called him Simon. When Simon, because if you go back, okay? If you, if you go back, where did I go? Where was I? I was in Luke, wasn't I? Chapter 22. Hold on. I, I flipped my pages in my excitement. I get happy, man. I'll tell you what. This, this, when the word gets revealed, it, it's, it's amazing. Um, anybody confused by what just happened? Uh, you get it? Makes perfect sense, don't it? Okay. So look at this. Um, Simon, Simon. So <coughs> go back to verse 28. You are those who have stood by me in my trials. 
And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I grant you that you may eat and drink at my table in, in my kingdom, and you will sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Guess what? He gives them a promise right then and there. Simon has been requested to be sifted as wheat. But Peter is being told what? What has Peter been told? You, my father, is granting me a kingdom that I'm granting you. Okay? He ain't giving it to Simon. He's giving it to Peter. He's giving it to the one that, that is to be changed. The one that is to, be, to, to become. Okay? You got to get that. You got to understand that. That is exactly what's happening. And then he comes back. And, 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 and keep in mind. He's trying to remind Simon that you, you can't be effective the way you are. You're going to have to change. And you're going to have to let me change you. You see what I'm saying? You see what God is saying here? Okay? So what I'm going to do is, I, I know I kind of dropped a few bombs on you there. We're going to stop. Okay? We're going to stop right now. Because it's really going to get deep. I mean, it's going to get deeper than this, okay? And we got any comments, any questions? Told you it would be kind of short tonight, but because I don't need to get you in overload right now. Y'all okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> Kent's like, man, Kent's sitting back there like he's been sitting in front of one of them hurricane fans. What? What? Say it. No, the things we the things we sit in this church every day for 30, 40 years and hear those sermons preached and never have it broken down, right? Never have it pulled out and extracted and really explained, right? Y'all, I'm guilty. Uh, hey, hey, amen, right here. And then when God finally, you know, he finally, you know, when those blinders come off, and the word is revealed and it's opened up in its truth and its reality. And you sit there and you look at, I mean, how many of you knew? How many of you knew that the disciples were listed differently in each one of those scriptures except for Peter? No, you didn't know that, did you? You see? It's a living word. It's constantly growing in you. It's constantly revealing itself in you. Okay, same thing that's happening to us all the time when we sit down and we take the time to do what we're doing right now. You know, I could have easily yelled and spit that at you, but you probably would have got a lot less than me explaining it to you, right? Okay. Good? All right. So, now that we're done, uh, Jason, you got us any questions?